The Jackson State Division of Athletics announced that the 2021 baseball season tickets are on sale. Fans can expect to see a full slate of sweat rivals in 2021 and intriguing non-conference games at Bob Braddy Field. For more information or to purchase season tickets, visit the JSU Ticket Office at Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium, call 601-979-2420, or go online at Ticketmaster. The ticket office on campus is closed. Baseball season tickets, general admission, $50. Single game, $5. And kids get in for $3. Go Tigers! Tiger fans, get ready for episode 133 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Joining me today are Charles Bishop and Neely. What do you say, D. Corsi? All right, all right, man. Neely, can, what's going on, brother? Man, cannot complain on this end. Charles Bishop, always a pleasure to be back with you. And uh, same with our super dope producer, the Emphasis on the T-H-E-E, Corey C, man. I'm glad to be here. Gang's on here. <laughs> D with two E's. That You better believe it. All right, so I, I got to ask you, man, how are you two enjoying this cold front that we're experiencing right now? Man, listen. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't what I signed up for. <laughs> Y'all can add this, man. Uh, this is the sort of one where you uh, cozy up to your uh, favorite uh, either warm beverage or warmer <laughs> beverage, and, uh, <laughs> and enjoy. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, well, I tell you, you know, as I sit here in shorts and a t-shirt in sunny Orlando on my back porch, as a matter of fact, in you know, Sunshine State, as we call it, Florida, it's actually seventy-eight degrees. And you know, I'm actually thinking about hitting up a beach this weekend, or or you know, a little swimming pool action, something like that. So, what do you guys think? Are y'all y'all jealous? I, I don't I don't know if I would call it jealous as uh, as much as I would call it angry for you bringing it up. <laughs> uh, so there, there's certainly an emotion there. But, uh, you know, this too shall pass. Uh, one thing about Mississippi weather, and I know it's cold where, where Chuck is. He's holding down in Houston they below average temps as well. But uh, one thing about the South, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. It'll change. Uh, <laughs> it'll change. Yeah, that's the way it works. But you no would doubt. have to point out, you know, that I'm not going to hit the golf course this weekend. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That, that's your thing. That's your thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, fellas, but all, all jokes aside, you know, it's actually fitting uh, that it's cold right now because it's usually cold during football season. 
And of course, we're about to kick off a football season, albeit in the spring. And as we approach nearly a year of this pandemic, you know, that one buzzword that has been reoccurring throughout this pandemic is unprecedented. You know, we continue to use that that phrase or that word unprecedented, whether it's been on our jobs or at school or just in our everyday lives. We've been faced with unprecedented scenarios over these past 10 or 11 months. And right now is no different as we embark upon an unprecedented spring football season. Uh, so, you know, there's always been a question mark since the fall season was postponed as to whether or not the SWAC should or could pull off a spring season. Uh, but here we are about to at least get things started, which is an accomplishment within itself. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the fact that we're at this point to at least kick things off? Well, you know, you hit it right on the head, man. Uh, no one was certain that this would happen. So what I first want to do is just give uh, some kudos and congratulations to uh, A.D. Robinson, our VP of athletics, uh, his entire staff, all the way down to the coaches and everybody who works in football operations and the student athletes, because to be on the edge of this spring season starting and to have successfully managed it during a pandemic, uh, you know, you just have to say hats off to that because uh, the number one goal is providing a safe and healthy environment for our student athletes and their education and football and all that goes with that is just a byproduct of that just a bonus some land yap if you will and for us to be in a situation with uh, limited resources but to refocus the resources that we have and to be able to say yes we can successfully do this that in and of itself is a major win even before the whistle blows and the game starts mm. Uh, I couldn't say it any better, Neely, uh, because when you take a look at uh, roughly, I, I guess maybe the, I don't know, seven or eight months since a collective decision was made to kind of uh, shut things down, we've had an opportunity to watch some fall sports, watch kind of watch the Power Five, and I think <clears throat> we've learned a lot uh, in terms of sort of how to manage during the pandemic. Uh, we've seen uh, how to sort of manage during the pandemic, even during the, the swag basketball season, because um, I think one of the things that we've somewhat learned along the way that uh, the, the transmission has not gone on during the field of play and, and things have uh, with contact tracing and things of that nature, we've had postponements that are things that are kind of happen outside of the field of play. So it's been a tremendous learning experience and we've gotten to this point. And like you said, I take your hats off to, uh, A.D. Ashley Robinson and the staff in terms of, of how they've gone about uh, various protocols and to get us to this point uh, to where uh, our fans can get an opportunity to look at our Jackson State Tigers. And, and Chuck, let me let me say something to that, man, because uh, you, you opened up another thought in my head. Uh, I also want to underscore and stress, you know, a, a shout out to the student athletes, because mm. this you have to you have to sit still for this virus to not move. And college is about moving. Yeah. You know, college is about hanging out, having fun, socializing. It is a key part of higher education. And for these guys affiliated with the football program to make the sacrifice and not move so that they could safely not introduce it into the football environment and spread it around each other. You know, here we are at the start of the season and we're going to be able to start and that has a lot to do with the sacrifices that they made. You know, we are all created equal in life. And, and Chuck, when you talked about the power fives and what they were able to accomplish and some lessons learned, 
you know, the, the fact of the matter is we're all created equal, but things don't remain equal. And just because somebody does something successful doesn't mean that you can because resources matter. Right. Timing matters. Uh, and had we attempted to play fall football, knowing what we know now, there's absolutely no way the season would have continued right. uh, because we just didn't have those resources. And, and that's not just money. You know, you have to have an infrastructure, an environment that you can navigate and create to make this happen successful. Well, we've put those things in place. You know, the basketball is taking place at the AC with limited fans. Everything is working. You know, we've had some cancellations here and there, some postponements here and there, but you haven't had this rampant spread, you know, of the virus through the campus or the athletic teams at large, that kind of thing. So we've proven we can do it. Now we're about to start this spring football season. And uh, I, I just say, again, hats off to everybody on, on the job they did getting us to this point. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, to add on to that, you know, I think um, one of the things that, uh, shouldn't be discounted, I think, is the SWAG Medical uh, Advisory Committee. Uh, they've mm -hmm. been implementing guidance uh, along the way and getting uh, input from state and local health departments. So uh, it, it has taken a, a lot of things to, to get us to this point to where we're taking a look at uh, a spring football season. Absolutely. And you guys mentioned that we've had a chance to kind of sit back and watch other conferences play football and kind of, uh, you know, see what they've gone through and, and see some of the challenges and kind of learn from that. We, we've watched other you know, levels, other leagues play sports, whether it's the NBA and the NFL and, and baseball. And of course, we're, we're playing college basketball right now. And there's just been a lot of conversation surrounding this upcoming spring and the disadvantages that we could face and the, and the challenges such as the kids just now getting back to camp maybe a month or so ago and the, what the conditioning would look like and the fact that they'll play so many games within a 12-month calendar year. Mm -hmm. uh, so having said all that, uh, I guess this is a two-part question. With the, the challenges that we'll face and just with the uncertainty and just with it being, again, unprecedented, how seriously will and how seriously should Jackson State and you know, Coach Prime take this spring football season on on a scale of one to ten, ten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, Corey, I know that the world will look at the spring season a certain way, but I can't say that athletes, the caliber of athletes that Jackson State has, I can't say that coaches in general, but the caliber of coaches that Jackson State has, I don't think that there's a zero to 10 setting there is on or off. Mm -hmm. And when you're on, you're on. Mm -hmm. So we're going to prepare to win. We're going to practice to win and we're going to play to win. Uh, now, is there a cloud or environment around the, the season because of the pandemic? Certainly. But I don't think in a starting quarterback's mind it, that he's saying, well, it doesn't matter. That intercept doesn't matter. It's a pandemic. I don't think, you know, a running back is saying, well, you know, I really don't need to get 100 yards. It's a pandemic. And I certainly don't think a coach, particularly coaches who are compensated, who have contracts, who have bonuses, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think they're sitting back saying, oh, it's a pandemic. It doesn't matter if we win. I think they believe that if we're going to play this season, we're playing this season to win and we're going to prepare to win. No doubt. Uh, <clears throat> I think when the whistle, when the whistle blows, uh, you know, it's game on. Uh, that is the reality of the situation. I think, uh, one of the one of the things uh, I think you'll see, uh, and I've kind of mentally prepared myself for it, uh, is the fact that you know gameplay will probably be a little bit you know sloppy for the first couple mm -hmm. weeks or whatever the case might be. But uh, I think you know Neil, you hit the nail on the head in terms of uh, you know on scale of one to ten, it's definitely a ten. I mm -hmm. think we'll be looking at uh, a, a lot of the roster. I think uh, spring will probably still be evaluatory. 
sure. uh, where we'll see uh, probably more of the roster uh, than we probably would in the fall. But, you know, though that's that's also a good thing. But I think, you know, definitively we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, when you kick the football off, it, there is no in between. It's go or not go. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. we'll definitely be seeing uh, some competitive football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly not for play play, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this this is uh this is not a drill. Uh, you know, this is when the 82nd Airborne head somewhere, they ain't going to the practice. You <laughs> there know, this, you go. <laughs> it's, it's a wartime footing. So. Uh, I think the situation that Jackson State football operations, the entire team is in, is, is something similar to uh, our sister schools, you know, across the SWAC. Uh, so there's 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 parity there. We all have challenges, but all of that goes out the door when the game starts. Nobody nobody on the opposing defense is saying, "Well, we're not going to tackle hard because they didn't get to practice a lot," and, and nobody on the offense is saying, "Well, we're not going to try to score every time because the defense didn't get to prepare." No, th these guys are here to play. And I agree with you, Chuck. It just stands to reason that with a new coach, new system, introduction of some new players, mm -hmm. moving around of past players, limited practices because of the pandemic, it does stand to reason there will be some sloppiness the first two, maybe even three games. Mm -hmm. However, what's not going to be sloppy and what cannot be discounted is effort. Right. I think they're going to make the same effort this spring that they would make this fall. You know, definitely some great points there. And you you kind of mentioned some of those other teams. And we've heard whispers of teams possibly opting out of the spring season, uh, some of the SWAC teams, that is. And, and we've actually got an official word or an official announcement from at least one team that they are indeed opting out. So same question that I asked earlier, but I want to pose it uh, towards the other SWAC schools. How seriously will or should they take this spring season? I think just as Jackson State uh, will take it, I think they will be just as competitive. I, I, like I said, I think in, in some of the buzz that you're starting to hear, I think uh, this spring, uh, as I mentioned before, will definitely be uh, evaluatory from the standpoint of even maybe some starters uh, or quote-unquote starters having limited reps this spring, well, like where I think we will see uh, quite a bit of everyone's roster. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, in a fog about – uh, the sort of, of of play that I'll be watching. I, I still think, you know, when we when we come around to spring practice during regular years, uh, we get a chance to see the majority of the roster, the majority of the guys who, you know, are out there fighting for some reps. So I still think, you know, there will be some element of that. But I, I still think, you know, that, that, that pride factor is definitely going to kick in. And everybody's sure. going to mm -hmm. want to win. They're going to want to mm -hmm. win ball games. They're going to want to beat their rival. They're going to want to have a good showing this spring uh, because I think a good showing this spring probably equates to some uh, nice ticket sales in the fall. Mm -hmm. Certainly that, Chuck. Certainly that. Uh, and, and we have to consider, man, <laughs> whether it's us or them, if the scoreboard is going to be on, mm -hmm. the game matters. There you go. If we're keeping score, the game matters. If the game matters, you have to give it your full effort. And even so with the coaches, because their contracts are effective now. Mm -hmm. Their win-loss percentage, it's not with an asterisk on it in the spring dis dis dismissed. Their potential bonuses for championships and wins and that kind of thing, or even ticket sales, it all starts now. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go into it with the mindset that this matters, effort matters. I do agree with Chuck that – there's going to be more of an evaluation component that would be in a typical fall season. 
uh, because and I attach that to limited practices because mm-hmm. all practice is is finding out who you can trust. Right. You know, if, if you have less time to practice because of the pandemic, then you're going to need game time to find out who you can trust. So I think there's going to be a bigger uh, evaluation component to it. But as far as who wins the game, who loses the game, this is not NFL preseason where it's not attached to your record. It's evaluatory, but it matters. It matters. I, I, think, I think the opponents are coming to win, and I think we are playing to win, and the best prepared with the best athletes is going to win. And I think that Coach Prime and his staff, that's what their effort has been towards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about, of course, the accomplishment of just kicking off the spring season. But the goal is to ultimately have a conclusion to the spring season, mm. culminating with the SWAC champion being crowned. Uh, now, of course, we won't have the celebration bowl because the, the MEAC uh, has obviously uh, opted out of the, the season as a whole. And uh, we, we, even before they opted out, I don't think that we were looking towards having that MEAC champion or I'm sorry, that celebration bowl. But we always look forward to that SWAC championship. Now, considering uh, everything that we've talked about, the fact that not all the schools are participating, considering that it's in the spring and just everything that we've talked about. Will this potential SWAC champion have an asterisk? Listen, Corey. If there's bonus language in coaches' contracts for uh, swag championships, obviously for getting to the Celebration Bowl, uh, but no Celebration Bowl in the spring, but if there's bonus language for uh, playing in that swag championship, winning that swag championship, yeah, it's for real. So <laughs> that's that's the way I take a look at it. I, I can, you, I, to, for me, I dismiss talk of the asterisk. I, I think this is uh, still, uh, like Neely said, when the scoreboard is on, the scoreboard is on. So that, that you can take the asterisk off at that point. Well, you know, Chuck, I, I, I'll take the counterpoint. I, now, I, I, emphasis on I being Neely, agree with what you just said. But here's who's going to give it an asterisk. Everybody who doesn't win the championship is going to give it an asterisk. <laughs> Every fan of a school that doesn't win is going to give it an asterisk. Yeah. yeah. yeah my, my good friend, our producer, is a Lakers fan. You are not going to put a, a asterisk on that championship they won in the bubble. Hey, that's banner seventeen, man. How, <laughs> Period. How, the end of the discussion. However, Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, they want an asterisk. Like they, they want an asterisk. They coming up with man. Had it been a woulda, coulda, shoulda. Had we right. did da da da. It's the asterisk to them. But now here's what here's where Chuck. I think the 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 bonus is. No pun intended to your coach contract example. I think the bonus is two, four, six, eight years from now, when people look back on it, does it still have an asterisk then? And I think much like the Lakers in their 17th, the further you get away from the circumstances that would have lended its credibility to the asterisk, people forget about it. And it it just becomes the 17th championship for the Lakers to everybody. But in that short window, I firmly believe that Jackson State is going to win the SWAC championship. I also firmly believe that between that championship and the fall championship, everybody else that lost is going to try to give us asterisk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Neil, you're telling me that, that there may be a, a fan watching that SWAC championship game. Their team is up in the first half, and they're ready to celebrate this championship, and they, they lose that lead in the second half, and they go from that to, oh, that, that didn't count anyway. That's just that quick. That's now. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly. Do you remember that game where, where, uh, where, where Casey 
led us back to Southern that win over Southern. I mean, how that how that game swung two different three different directions in thirty seconds. Yeah, like four league changes in a minute and twenty three seconds. You would have gone if that was during this pandemic. You would have gone from Southern celebrating to instead of Southern crying, saying, "But you know, at the end of the day, man, it don't matter. It's pandemic." Like you know. Because the, the loser is going to try to find a way to justify the loss. And the winner's going to say, like, no, nah, man, like this was for real. We this what we didn't switch to a flag football season. We didn't switch to two-hand touch. You know, we played football. Uh <laughs> and so this is just the, the way it's gonna be. And and I think that as games inevitably get postponed or canceled, I think that even adds more to the asterisk of it, if I can make that word up. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, Corey, again, using your beloved Lakers as an example, ain't no asterisk to the winner. Mm-hmm. You know, the winner won. Mm-hmm. And we just had to position ourselves at 1400 Lynch Street to be the winner instead of being that fan base that says, oh, but if it hadn't been a pandemic or oh, if our mm-hmm. coach had had, you know, less than not just since December 1. No, nah, excuses are out the door, man. This, this is real. Say, this is football. So we're, we're, we're going to take the excuses part off the table now. Correct. Right now. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm saying that to our fan base mm-hmm. that should we. And, you know, God loves us too much for this to happen. But should we not win the SWAC championship for this spring season, it has nothing to do with us having had a new coach Mm -hmm. and a short practice schedule. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with a pandemic. We just didn't get the damn job done. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And it should be that way for everybody that doesn't win. But I'm telling you now, write it down. You heard it on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. The losers, particularly people that come in second and third, Mm-hmm. Oh man, they come they coming with the asterisk. They coming with the asterisk. <laughs> the asterisk has been predicted already. So yeah, they, absolutely. They're not gonna accept that, man. They're they, they gonna, they gonna give everything in the book as to why they didn't. And even mm-hmm. the school that has opted out, y'all like how we ain't saying their name. Even the school <laughs> that, that has opted out, they're going to say to the winner, which will be us, only reason y'all won is because we didn't mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's common. So we're taking that off the table already. Yeah, we have to. Okay. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. Before, before we kick off the first game, that's off the table, man. That's <laughs> a non-starter. You know, when it's you out of negotiations, there. that's a non-starter. We're not mm-hmm. negotiating that con that content. That that has to go. That's not even on the table. There There's go. no asterisk. There you have it. The asterisk has been removed before it even got there. No <laughs> <asterisk>. <laughs> They gonna try to. Uh, they gonna try. They are gonna try. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, and you know, last but not least, guys, you know, we, we I mentioned earlier the MIAC uh, canceling their spring season here recently, but three teams are still looking to compete during the spring and switching over to a non-conference schedule. That's Howard, South Carolina State, and Delaware State. So uh, here goes this word unprecedented again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but your take on the MIAC? canceling uh the season and three teams uh, possibly even scheduling swack opponents and and I, I you know what i wouldn't even say unprecedented we've we've seen a little bit of this with the with the power five schools and then the pwis who played this fall where certain teams played and certain schools didn't so we saw them kind of shuffle around that and maneuver through it but it's what's your take on the MEAC having that same uh challenge right now uh, i honestly would not be surprised uh if they try to uh, uh schedule uh, or to get a, a sweat game or two uh on uh, to in order to play. Uh, I think one of the things that you take a look at is um, the coaching staffs, the athletic departments, uh, those particular schools, they have made a commitment uh, to try to uh, play this spring. So uh, I think if you sort of 
sell that to the student athletes and student athletes have practiced hard, lifted weights, that they bought into uh, what it is that they've said they're going to do. I think they're going to try to uh, continue to find them some games and definitely try to find some SWAC opponents. And, and can we get an opportunity to kind of see that that SWAC uh, MEAC sort of matchup? Hopefully we do get an opportunity to see that because I think uh, South Carolina State Howard and uh, Delaware State, they're, they're very fine teams. I think uh, they're coached very well. Uh, and I think that uh, hopefully, you know, uh, they get an opportunity to still uh, compete this spring. You know, now, Chuck, I'm going to give our, our listeners a second to sit down because what I'm about to say is probably going to shock them. Now that I know they're sitting, here's my take. And this is 30,000 foot level. Mm-hmm. This is all about what is in the best interest of the student athletes. Mm-hmm. It's not about us as fans. It's not about boosters and fundraisers and sponsorships. It's not about ticket sales. It is about the health and welfare of the student athletes. And here's what I mean by that. If your conference or your individual institution cannot play football in a manner that is safe, constructive to the health of the student athlete, you should opt out. Having said that, It is also understandable that you could be a school that is a member of a conference that opted out. However, your resources allow you to participate safely. You just no longer have someone to play Mm -hmm. in that environment because, again, of the overall health, which includes mental health. So if I were at a conference that opted out, but my school had all the resources and again, that's not just cash had all the resources to provide a healthy, safe environment for my, my student athlete, I would look to find a game somewhere to play, even if it was just one or two games, for their mental health. Mm-hmm. These guys have put in a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of hours, a lot of looking forward to, and there's nothing wrong with trying to find them something to reward that work right. to, for just the mental health aspect of it. But when you look at an overall scenario, if the MEAC feels like from a conference standpoint, just like the SWAC did this fall, from a conference standpoint, we can't do this safely for our people. But if a school says, however we can, man, find you somebody to play, including somebody in the SWAC, you know, somebody mm-hmm. do what's best for your student athletes. I will, you know, I may make a joke or two about somebody opting out, but but when we really look at what this virus and its impact on our people has been, football ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. Bands, cheerleaders ain't that serious. Fans in the stands ain't that serious. This has literally become a life or death situation. And if you can't preserve life, it's almost like the Hippocratic oath that doctors take. You know, the first rule is do no harm. Yeah. If you can't do this without causing harm, even though it was well intended, don't do it. So I, you know, hats off to the MEAC for their decision. It was the, the same decision the SWAC had to make this fall. And best wishes to those MEAC schools that want to find somebody to play. Hopefully, uh, if there happens to be a SWAC postponement, the cancellation, there could be a schedule field there. And we get what you're talking about, Chuck. We get to see these two historic black conferences have a matchup, even though there's not a big bowl game at the end. I wish everybody the best health. And, and again, I want to stress that includes mental health. Yeah. And these young people need this mental health component if that allows them to play. Very much so. Very well said. Very well said. Very well. Very well. 
Well, fellas, this spring season is going to be interesting, if nothing else. I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football, whether it's spring during a pandemic, uh, whether we're going to be having a spring a spring game, uh, fall football. It does about I'm ready to see Jackson State. I'm ready to, you know, whether it's listening to the call on the radio with Rob J, whether it's watching it on ESPN or the new JSU Sports Network or, or sitting in the vet at 25% capacity, I'm just ready to get back to it. I, I think I, it, it'll do a lot of good for a lot of people's mental health to get a chance to see our Jackson State Tigers court. Will do. And, uh, you know, when you said 25% capacity, I really thought you were about to say 25 degrees. And I was going to say, <laughs> well, thank God that we have the new type JSU Tiger Sports Network, <laughs> which is going to allow people to see these games. Because, hey, that's one thing, fellas, like we're Mississippi. You know, Jackson mm-hmm. State is based in Mississippi. We have had homecoming in late October and been in short pants, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about this spring schedule. Get get your long draws on, as Grandma used to call them, because some of these February games, it ain't be no short pants. Well, like, yeah, that, that, that hawk gonna be out now, so mm-hmm. that, it's gonna be a new dynamic. You know, it's gonna maybe maybe we get the fur coats back out and that kind of thing. You know, we it used to be a fashion show coming to the games, uh, so I, I just wish everybody the best, man. I think it's a great thing that we're in a position to play, mm-hmm. and um, I'm looking forward to these student athletes, you know, getting to showcase what they've been working on. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and Neely, I know you always talk about this, but just the importance of of not forgetting about the safety as we start to mm-hmm. you know, finally begin gathering again as a family mm-hmm. and in small, smaller quantities that will eventually become larger quantities, because obviously we're going to be leading up to the fall season and we want to be in Miami. So just kind of reiterate the importance of, of not just throwing that safety out the window and keeping that in mind. Yes, sir, man. Well, well said. You, you queued that up and teed it up wonderfully, super dope producer, because I, I think that not think I know that having attended basketball games at the AC, that the school is doing everything in its power to safely follow the rules above and beyond the call of duty. However, we have to remember our individual responsibility. So when we get to Memorial Stadium for a JSU football game, believe me, the rules are going to be followed. We have to make sure on our way to the game and after the game, that personally we're following the rules. Mm. So we're six feet apart in the stadium with every other row skipped and we're at 25% capacity. That doesn't mean when, when you leave the game, go stand outside in the parking lot 10 deep with no mask on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we have got to stay vigilant in this fight. It is not over. We need to wear masks. Mm-hmm. We need to wash our hands. Mm-hmm. We need to stay six feet apart. And we need to encourage everybody when vaccines in your area become available, take the opportunity. Get vaccinated. This is a four step process for us to get back to some sense of normalcy, not just for our student athletes, but for fans and boosters, et cetera, because we all want to be in Miami for that first game. And we all want to be at the fall season and homecoming. If we don't manage the spring and the summer right, right. we're not going to be able to be able to move the needle. Could not have said that any better. Vigilance is the key word. Continue to stay vigilant. Continue to mask up. Uh, continue to stay safe and keep your neighbors safe. So I really appreciate you saying that, Neil. Mm-hmm. Well said. And that'll do it for episode 133 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, 
and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love.